Hey there, story fiends, and welcome back to Their Stories Everywhere with Elydria Hurt. You're munching on episode 14, A Bargain and an Arrangement. Before we get started with the episode, though, I want to say a quick, I'm alright, to those who are worried about the radio silence during Hurricane Dorian. I ended up taking refuge in Atlanta after I finished Dragon Con. If you didn't hear the Dragon Con episode, it's the episode 13 right before this. Go back and check it out. And only recently got back home, for which I am quite thankful. Nothing like sleeping in your own bed when you haven't in a while. In case you were wondering, nothing got damaged. My husband brought himself and the cats up to me, so I didn't have to worry about them. Everything went pretty smoothly. Except, so I've been told, getting my youngest cat into his carrier for the trip. Apparently that was traumatic for him and my husband. Enough about what's going on with me. Let's get to the story right after this. Welcome back, Story Fiends. Let's get into episode 14, A Bargain and an Arrangement. A Bargain and an Arrangement by Aledria Hurt. There was always something about the way he behaves towards me that makes me wonder what exactly I am still doing here. He's a good man, I am certain. Unfortunately, I don't think his goodness is enough. No matter how wonderful he's been, there's still a head sitting on his mantle, staring down at the both of us. I pretend not to notice the eyes, but they're there, staring, clear, green eyes. I wish it would rot away and disappear. It never will. No matter what happens, it'll never go away, and I can't ask him to remove it. He talks to it. Sometimes, in the dead of night, when I can hear him murmuring platitudes to the slackened face, I even think I hear it respond. That can't be true. However, I feel as though I hear it just the same. Perhaps I am madder than he. I set the plates on the linen last night as he stood there watching me, his arm propped up on the mantle beside the head. He mouthed something, but I couldn't hear. Then he chuckled, a predatory smile crossing his features. It made my heart flutter like a bird's must when faced with the smiling snake. Once the table was set for he and I, he said, add another and draw up a chair. Are we to have company? Even as I asked, I saw the darkness grow in his eyes. He detested being questioned. Then the darkness was gone and his smile returned. Add another plate, dearest, and draw up a chair. A visitor comes and he shall dine with us. I did as I was told adding another ivy-patterned china plate to the table settings, bracketing it with silverware. The chair, one of two unused, I moved from the corner. The visitor, by virtue of his guesthood, would sit at the head of the table while we once more ate facing one another. I had just set the potatoes beside the mutton when a rap came at the door. It was followed quickly by two more. 
My eyes flicked from my husband to the door and back again. He smiled, and I, well, I felt fear. Concentrating on my plate, I heard him as he crossed the floor and the clicking of the door latch giving away the final of Gallo's trap door. Welcome. My husband's voice was cheerful, even I dare say charming. Welcome. Come sit with us. I cautiously raised my eyes as they approached, noting the expense of our guest's wardrobe without meaning to. His dress was finer than our own. A slim gold chain hung in a loop from his waistcoat, undoubtedly attached to a similar watch. The waistcoat itself was a deep, verdant green silk that stood out from his white linen shirt. His suit jacket was midnight black, severe. My eyes traveled up to the froth of lace at his throat, expecting a well-carved chin, and there was nothing. Oh, my heavens. He had no head. My husband helped him to his seat, and he sat down. I returned my eyes to my plate, trembling fingers pressed tight against the tablecloth to hide my fear. I caught my teeth around my lower lip and forced myself to breathe as my husband continued to chatter across the table at our visitor as though he were not holding a conversation alone. My dear darling seems at a loss for words. The sudden touch of his hand made me swallow a shriek. Sweetness, you've not even greeted our guest. My apologies, love. I'm simply starting to feel a touch ill, if I may be excused. No, no. Not yet. The evening's entertainment has barely begun. He stroked my skin and it crawled. His voice held a viper's viciousness. My friend has come to complete a bargain. In the quiet, the guest's gloves moved. He listened. How on earth could he listen with no ears? I had not gone running from the table. I considered this to my credit. Many a lesser woman would have gone screaming into the night, her petticoats flashing passers-by on the street, but not I. No. I stood my ground despite knowing I sat at the table with monsters. The headless monster before me and the one that I married. Yes, a bargain, my husband continued. He's come to win back his head and perhaps take mine. Beneath his words a maniacal laughter I could not ignore. It was a bargain we made, you see, he and I, long before you and I met, a bet between boys who knew no better. The scraping started again, louder, fingers moving feverishly. I thought perhaps he was shaking. It might have been fear, or maybe anger. Anger was where my mind went. What else could he be when his body sat at a table and his head stared down from the mantel? And what, my love, does this bet entail? I refused to quiver. The head to the man who first comes by a kiss, 
glee suffused the statement. You see, the night I kissed Juliana Marston, he lost his head. Now he hopes to see me lose mine, but I have all the advantages. After all, I am the one possessed of a wife. Possessed of a wife. Possessed of. To own or have control over. A wife. Woman who shares life, cooks food for, and cleans up after a husband. My husband was possessed of a wife. Me. Yes, I agreed with him. You are possessed of a wife. However, I left the word hanging in the air like an autumn leaf dropping from a tree. It would seem that now I am possessed of a husband. Understanding dawned in his eyes, those brown eyes I had once considered so wonderful. Now they were loathsome and disgusting, muddy pools offering nothing but his sudden fear. I swept up from the table, gaiety I had not felt in years wrapping around me like a velvet shawl. With light steps I moved across the dining room and into the parlor where the head sat once more watching me, but now I understood its gaze. I understood so much more now. Perhaps you and I can come to an arrangement. It said nothing. But the eyes moved from me to my husband who stood just behind me. Yes, you see, I continued. I would be rid of him and you need a kiss to take back your head. We might benefit one another. The eyes fluttered and the lips poked out in an offered kiss. Then I picked up the head and pressed a soft kiss to his lips. He felt surprisingly warm for someone who should have well been dead and even managed to be a decent kisser. My husband sputtered and choked at the sight. I held the kiss a few moments longer before I took the head and set it on its former neck square between the shoulders. The body adjusted it slightly and then worked his jaw. Well, that was rather unexpected. I would say you've a debt to pay, old man, the once headless gentleman said. With that, he rushed over and took hold of my husband's hair, the fool being too flabbergasted at his loss to run like the coward he was, and off came his head with an audible pop, like a wine cork. His jaw worked, but no words came out. He glowered at us both, but I suppose chiefly at me. After all, his arrogance toward me had been his undoing. No longer will you gloat over me, old friend. Now it is I who have won over you, and I will not give you a chance to supplant me. With a slim blade, he stabbed my former husband directly in the chest. He collapsed to his knees, then lay down to expire. Blood dripping from the blade, he abandoned it to the floor and came to me. You, beautiful lady, have given me my freedom, and I shall give you yours. What benefit is my freedom to me? I would rather have your protection. Then that I grant you, forever and always. He took my hand and brought it to his lips. While I live, you will not want for anything upon my honor and my soul. Such is our arrangement.
The end. Small Dragon Publishing presents Hush by author Elidria Hurt. When Cassandra LeBlanc's former flame, the police detective Ellis, walks back into her life with a case she wants no part of, she still doesn't say no. What they find during their investigation leaves them cold, and Cassandra can't help but wonder if the common denominator is her, especially when the killer sets his sights on Ellis himself. Check out Hush by Elidria Hurt wherever ebooks are sold. Well, Story Fiends, what did you think? You could always leave me your opinion through email or by leaving a voicemail to the podcast on anchor.fm. A bargain and an arrangement was my attempt to write something pseudo-Victorian. I'm pretty sure I was reading a lot of Jane Austen at the time I wrote this. Then, of course, there's the story of the headless man. It's a real simple scenario. A wife and husband are sitting down to dinner when they get an invited guest who just happens to have no head. Why does he have no head? That was one of the last things I figured out about this story. I knew the MC's marriage was falling apart. I knew she would come to some kind of accommodation with the head, but why it was there in the first place, I had no idea. Now, a while back, I was a fiend for poker. I didn't play, but I loved to watch. I loved the movement from hand to hand and how they would turn around and crack jokes right before stabbing someone in the trachea. Figuratively, of course. I was hooked on it, and my brain reminded me that there was betting. A bargain regarding a bet and a kiss. I told myself it could work, and this is what came out. As always, you can find me on various places on the interwebs. Check out my website at www.aledriahurt.com, where you can also send me an email. See my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash aledriahurt. Or tweet me at Our Lady of Ashes on Twitter. See you, story fiends.